This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. The one thing that really disappointed me about their first opening game is that there wasn't any fight. That's a scary statement, Gordon. It is troublesome. Now, it is one It is one game. While it's disappointing in the moment, it gets yep. forgotten about very quickly. If the Giants go out there, this is a game where they should make a statement. This should not look like the Washington game. No. The Giants have had their, I don't know if it's a mulligan, but they've had their one bad game here. This is now time to, this is the most winnable game they will have on their schedule this season, almost certainly. And they have to go out there and and put the hammer down against a, a team that does not look like it's trying. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Eagles stretching it out, Gordon, 27. Uh, you know, I was, I was thinking about taking the under and Minnesota tonight. Thank God I stayed away, Larry. Woo, that's like a win. <laughs> uh, we might have another score. Yeah, pick that twenty-six. Yep, <laughs> yep. Uh, they are picking up right where they left off, and the Vikings were the biggest fraud team of last mm. season. It was clear mm. all year long. Mm-hmm. They had a lot of things go right, much like the Giants had a whole lot of things go right. Yeah, and uh, not a whole lot of things going on right right now. That's for sure. Twenty. Uh, they're about to kick the extra point here, so twenty-seven yep. to seven with still yeah. about ten minutes left, third quarter. I know, I know. Well, Kirk Cousins has gotten right where they won. Oh, boy. Yikes. <laughs> you know, tough. I'm tough. sure those Eagle fans will uh, take it easy on the, the Vikings, I'm sure. Oh, absolutely. They yeah. feel for them. Ugh. <laughs> the worst. <laughs> feel bad for them. They really do. Gordon, we were having our conversation talking about the Jets and, and uh, Zach Wilson going into Dallas. And we were talking about, and you were mentioning about everything you hear is we, you know, we believe in Zach. We believe in Zach. Well, here's Connor McGovern, who is uh, the Jet Center. And you know what he says, Gordon? He believes in Zach Wilson. When he came in, he had a nice swagger about him. I think he, he lost it a little bit over the course, and he, it's back. It's back and better than ever. The way he's carrying himself around the locker room, around the building, is awesome. Gary Wilson, how do you feel about Zach Wilson? Just because the effect that that can have on, on people, you know, belief, people believing in you, people that you, you know get to work with every day believing in you, and you know sometimes it can seem like the world is against you, but, but it's never really the case. You know, we always got our guys' backs, and you know it can be tough playing ball in this state, especially playing quarterback in this part of the world, and you know because of that and, and all the other things, you know, we we always want to make sure we got our brothers back, man. And if he doesn't know that, then I'm doing my job wrong. You know, I want to make sure I give him all the empowerment in the world, and, and I know all the other guys feel the same about it. Now, Gordon. Uh... Garrett Wilson was unapologetic last season in some of the things he had to say about Zach Wilson and throwing mm-hmm. the football. But I think, and you know, I, I hate to make I hate to make Aaron Rodgers sound like Gandhi, uh, or he's up for the Nobel Peace Prize. But you know, just him leading the way, I think, and what he had to say about Makai Becton, kind of set the tone for that locker room, you know, and so. Listen, I don't know how it's going to be if the Jets have some more adversity and they go on a losing streak and Zach Wilson has a couple of bad games back-to-back and, you know, maybe it turns out similar to what it did last year, although I don't think we'll see any uh, Tim Boyle T-shirts <laughs> like we saw Mike White T-shirts last year. But, you know, it, it could change. It could change in a heartbeat. You know how locker rooms are and frustrations go. But they just seem to be in a better place so far. And maybe it's because they have watched Zach Wilson 
put more work in. Maybe they have watched because of Aaron Rodgers being there, him looking like, you know what? He's as invested as I am in this. And I don't know Gordon just and not being in the locker room, but just, you know, seeing and talking to people then and seeing what's going on from the outside. I don't know that they felt that way all of last season. No, clearly. And if you lose Garrett Wilson, yeah. uh, you've lost America. Like, you lose Cronkite, you lost America. <laughs> like, Garrett Wilson, by all accounts, is as classy and as upright. I mean, he's just, he seems like the, the best guy to represent your organization. And even he <laughs> had it up to here. Yeah. So maybe they got to print up some, uh, some Zach Wilson t shirts for yeah. this weekend. Maybe. Zach freaking Wilson, right? Yeah, that's it. Let's get those rolling. Yeah. I, they are on message. I, I don't yeah. If they carry out the playbook as well, and, and Zach can carry out the playbook as well as the Jets are carrying out the playbook in supporting the quarterback now, mm-hmm. maybe they'll have a shot. Now, Chris Carlin has interesting. He believes that Zach Wilson, the, the, the Kumbaya moment is okay, but he thinks that Aaron Rodgers is going to have to help Zach with this Jets locker room. Here's Chris Carlin. Aaron Rodgers has got to be a huge part of selling Zach Wilson's credibility to the teammates in that locker room because he has built a great relationship with Wilson, believes in him, and if that's the case, he still owes it to the Jets to very much be a part of what's going on here. I think he'll be around, Gordon. Uh, you heard Wilson say that uh, he's text back and forth with him on a couple of things. He's trying to give him some space. But, Gordon, I, you know, I think that Rodgers will call him. I think Rodgers will chat with him. I think Rodgers will reach out to him, and Rodgers will invite him to call him. If you have any questions, kid, call me. Let's let's have that conversation. So it, it's it's because of the relationship they have together, and, and it's got to be crazy because it's, I mean, Gordon, you're sitting next to your hero, right? You're sitting mm-hmm. next to your idol, and you're now cool. <laughs> you guys are talking back and forth. And, and listen, I get it. I know that he was mentored by Steve Young and went to BYU like Steve Young and so on and so forth. But, you know, not to disparage Steve Young, who was a very good quarterback, Hall of Famer. But, Gordon, this was your guy. Right. You know what I'm saying? You, like, you, was, you grew up watching this guy. Yeah, I don't know if Zach Wilson is, is old enough to have seen Steve Young play. Right. It's right. different. It is. It's totally different. Like, this is your guy. You know, I know this guy. I watch this guy. I want to be like this guy. Even to the point that you see him, like, trying to throw the ball. Like, you know, like Aaron Rodgers, which is no different than, you know, kids growing up trying to swing like, you know, their favorite baseball player or or, or impersonate the, 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 the rotate, the, the pitching motion of their favorite pitcher. You know, it's the same thing. So, hopefully, for the Jets and their fans, he can, you know, over the course of the season, get more comfortable, get more relaxed, and, and and understand what it needs to what needs to happen for him to be confident, but also keep the confidence of his teammates by doing what he can, moving the football, not having turnovers, and just trying to manage the game. I can't say it enough. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm sure that Rogers will do what he can, but what can he do? It's like Kenny. It's like the Kenny Loggins song. Meet me halfway. He's got to meet him halfway, man. He's got to yeah. carry. He's got to hold up his end of the bargain. I mean, Absolutely. Is Rogers supposed to put the Oscawaska in the in the water supply so that everybody's yes. feeling good and kumbaya Absolutely. when things are going? You know, if they go out and lose forty to nothing, like the Giants did a week ago to the Cowboys, and Zach Wilson is getting sacked like Daniel Jones got sacked last week, Aaron Rodgers 
He, he could be a cult leader. He's not going to be able to convince guys <laughs> not to lose faith in, in Zach Wilson. So mm -hmm. whatever Rodgers can do, I'm sure he will be supportive. It seems like he's been supportive so far, but I just don't know what really what it, if Zach is Wilson him, is, is not better than he has been so far. He's got to be better than he has been so far. Yeah. And if he is better than he's been so far, I don't know that Aaron Rodgers is really going to need to say anything. No, he won't. He won't. Outside now, of see him. guys, I told you, see guys, yeah. this is what I'm talking about. So. Well, he'll help him break down video after the games yeah. and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, that's you fine. That. But, but, but otherwise, no, he won't. You're right. He won't have to say anything. If Zach Wilson is looking like he looked in those two Patriot games last year or at other times last year where you're just watching and you're like, oh, my God, what, what, what are they going to do? Yeah. There's nothing that Aaron Rodgers can say or do except get healthy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> get back, and hurry. Get back soon, big fella. <laughs> and hurry. Hurry. Kirk Cousins with the bomb. To Addison, they're back in it, 27-14. Gordon, when we return, we will start part one of our new segment. It's called Know Your Opponent. We will find out what's going on with the Dallas Cowboys and the New York Jets. Calvin Watkins will join us next on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. It's time. To know your opponent. Know your opponent. Part of ESPN New York tonight here on 987 ESPN. Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer. We welcome in Calvin Watkins, who does a tremendous job covering the Cowboys for the Dallas Morning News. He's going to join us to give us the Cowboys side of this uh, battle between the Jets and Dallas on Sunday in Big D. Calvin, long time, my friend. Welcome. Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damon, the Big Apple. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. So, Calvin, let's start out. Uh, listen, coming off that Giants game last week, I understand that Dak Prescott and the Dallas offense didn't do a lot. <laughs> they didn't have to. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. what have you seen is a difference in how Mike McCarthy's calling this offense and how Kellen Moore called the offense? Can, can you tell early what's been the difference? Yeah, the, the, the biggest difference is uh, he's calling in the plays quicker and they're getting to the line of scrimmage faster than they did on the Kelly. And that's going to allow Prescott and the offensive line to kind of survey the defense a little faster, make the adjustments as need be, and then get the ball off quicker. Uh, Dak uh, led, I guess he had the fastest from the next-gen stats the quickest release of all, any quarterback in week one. It's like 2.37 seconds. And that is something that McCarthy wants done. He wants everything to go quicker. He wants more possession. Uh, and if they grind it out, they'll run the football. But early in the game, quick up-tempo pace and that kind of thing. Calvin, I know that uh, Mike McCarthy had said that he didn't mind if his offense kind of took a step back this year to let the defense kind of shine. Well, mission accomplished for week one, that's for sure. Uh, what do they have for an encore with a Jets team coming in with uh, Zach Wilson, who has been known to have some struggles against any defense, never mind an elite defense like the Cowboys defense? It's almost impossible to kind of top what they did against the Giants. It really is. Uh, you know, they had seven uh, sacks. They blocked a field goal. They just, they just, I've never seen a game like that. And, and I've been covering the NFL since 2006. It, it was crazy how that game was. But 
all the Cowboys this week have been praising, you know, the, the weapons of the, of the, the Jets. Now, yes, they don't have Aaron Rodgers. We all know that. Uh, they've been very complimentary of uh, uh, Zach Wilson. In fact, McCarthy said he's very talented. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. And, and maybe he is talented. But the, but the biggest thing for the, the Cowboys is they got to, you know, keep this up. It, it cannot be a letdown because if there's a letdown on Sunday against the Jets, the people are going to look at that Giants game like a fluke because it was in the rain and, you know, the momentum changed early in that contest at MetLife. So for, for the Cowboys, they gotta, they got to put it up on the Jets pretty quickly in this contest. And, you know, they're going to have to get after uh, Zach Wilson a lot. Now, as you guys know, the Jets have talented receivers. They have two good running backs. The offensive line, uh, I don't know. I was, I was watching that game against the Bills. I was like, oh, boy, there might be some trouble uh, for the Jets offensive line against the Cowboys. But the bottom line is this defense is going to have to – it's almost impossible to top what they did. But seven sacks is, is, is amazing. But if they get three sacks and, and, and shut things down, they'll be okay. Calvin, in, in your reporting, are the guys a little disappointed that they're not facing Aaron Rodgers? I mean, it's it's a, it's a you know four-time MVP, it's a future Hall of Famer, mm-hmm. it's a quarterback that they've seen before in a lot of cases. Is there, you know, kind of a, a disappointment that he's not going to be uh, coming on Sunday? A little bit, because you know you want to face you know the goat in a sense, you know, the one of the best in the business, Hall of Famer, those kinds of things. But you know what? The Cowboys lost Dak Prescott in, in early in the 2020 season, and nobody cared about their problems. So that, that's just how you go. You, you feel sick for, for Aaron Rodgers because he has a ton Achilles, and he's, what, 38 years old, and you know it's going to take about almost a year for him to recover and that kind of thing, and it kind of delayed the Jets' progress in terms of, of, of being title contenders. Everyone feels bad about that, but this is a business, and the Cowboys are like, hey, we're sorry about you don't have Aaron Rodgers, but we're going to have to beat up on uh, Zach Wilson in the meantime. Calvin, uh, we're talking about the, the Cowboys' defense. Jets are, are very high on their, their own defense. Just ask them. Uh, they, they, mm-hmm. they think that they have some big things in store as well. Uh, how do you see this Dallas offense now with Mike McCarthy calling plays, kind of going about and, and attacking a, a Jet defense that's all about uh, getting pressure on the quarterback? Yeah, uh, one of the things the Cowboys have talked about all week has, has been that front. They have a talented front. Uh, the linebackers are good. Obviously, you got Williams and those kids. So uh, that is going to be very concerning to the Cowboys uh, because Zach Martin is coming this game with, with a sore groin. Uh, Tyron Smith, the star left tackle, got a little ankle issue, even though he's a full participant today in practice. But that front does concern the Cowboys. And, you know, they really weren't able to show what they could do offensively in that first game against the Giants because it was raining. They got, got away from the Giants quickly. So you don't run – your whole complement of, of, of your game plan. And so this week is going to be very important for this offense to kind of show what they can really do. Uh, obviously, you know, the, Cow- uh, the Jets have a talent to do. But I, I really thought the Jets, uh, of the, the first two games for the Cowboys, those the Jets would give them a tougher game if Aaron Rodgers is on the field. And, the, and part of it is the Jets' defense. And the Cowboys are very concerned about the Jets' defense, as I said, especially up front. Calvin Watkins of the Dallas Morning News is our guest. It's Hardesty and Damer, ESPN New York tonight. It's the Know Your Opponent segment. Go ahead, Gordon. Um, how about the Brandon Cooks injury? How uh, how much of a de- uh, big deal is that? Uh, he's a guy, it feels like he's been on a 1,000 teams, but everywhere he's gone, he's produced. Uh, how big is that injury for, for Dallas for this week? 
Yeah, he's got a grade one MCL sprain in his knee. Uh, he didn't practice the last two days. I don't think he's going to play. Um, the Cowboys are not concerned about it long term. And, you know, you're right. Brandon Cook is speed. He, he always makes plays down the field. Uh, he drew a, a pass interference penalty against the Giants. But losing him is, is going to be interesting because this team really didn't have any playmakers after they lost Tony Pollard in that playoff game to the 49ers. And you guys know Zeke Elliott was just like an 80-year-old man running, running around out there. So without Brandon Cooks, who they brought in to be another playmaker, uh, that, that's going to hurt them a little bit in this contest. But uh, they should be better than the Jets, we think on paper, uh, but like I said, uh, there are concerns about that front uh, for the Jets. Covins, you mentioned Tony Pollard. Let's talk about him and the depth of that Dallas running game now that Ezekiel Elliott is gone. I mean, Pollard outplayed him. There's no question about it. He looked he looked mm-hmm. fresher. He looked better. He ran harder. He caught the ball. Mm-hmm. He, he made Ezekiel Elliott go to New England. How, how is that running game? What do you expect from him, and how deep is that Dallas backfield? It's pretty good backfield, and uh, they have a little versatility there. Uh, you know, Tony Pollard is, is looking really good. Uh, as you guys know, he fractured his leg in that playoff loss to the 49ers uh, last uh, year. Nico um, Dow is a backup running back. He's got a little wiggle to him. And they have this kid named Deuce Vaughn who's like five foot four, And you didn't see him in that game until late in the fourth quarter. But they got some packages for him where he, he might be a little slippery uh, – to that Jets defense is the kid Gavante Turpin is a five foot seven, I believe he's five seven. I think I'm following him. He's a wide receiver and he lines up in the backfield uh, at times. He got a touchdown run in that game uh, in the fourth quarter against the Giants. So you know, the running back core is not bad. You know they got a pretty good running back core. And obviously Pollard was a Pro Bowler last season. So this is one of those games where we get to really see if the Cowboys can really run the ball successfully. Um, and, I, and, I, and there's a possibility they might. Calvin, I know you're not old enough to, to be have been covering the team in the 90s with the Super Bowls and that. Is this the most talented team? It feels like the Cowboys are talented a lot, uh, but is this the most <laughs> talented team that you've covered uh, in your time covering the Cowboys? Yeah, I think so. Um, you know, when I covered the 07 team, they had like 12 Pro Bowls or something like that, and they went 13 through the number one seed, and they got knocked off by the Giants. Mm-hmm. In the divisional round, that was a pretty talented team. Uh, obviously, uh, Dak Prescott's first year in 2016, uh, that was a really good team. They, they had a really good team, won 13 games that year. That was a really good team. This team was talented. I mean, you had Brandon Cooks, who brings speed. Of course, you know, Stephon Gilmore and Trayvon Diggs, the two talented corners. Gilmore had a really good game against uh, the Giants on, on uh, Sunday night. Uh, and, and that pass rush is, is amazing. I mean, Micah Parsons, oh, my goodness. I don't know how you block this kid. You got Demarcus Lawrence, Dante Fowler, another pass rusher. So they have a real, a lot of talent on this on this team. And of course, you know whatever you want to say about Dak Prescott, you know he is probably one of the top 10, 12 quarterbacks in the game. So there's a lot of talent here. But as you guys know, they just can't get over the hump. They can't get past the divisional round of the postseason. And as much as you know, Jets fans talk about, oh, we haven't you know been to the Super Bowl in a thousand years, haven't found a quarterback since Joe Namath. Imagine the Cowboys fans, where it's been like over 20, it's been 22 years since they were last in the NFC Championship game. And you think about all the teams that have at least gone to the Super Bowl, like Seattle. They've been there twice. You know, Seattle's an expansion team when the Cowboys are rolling in the National Football League. And, and those kinds, Atlanta got to the Super Bowl. 
you know, and they blew that lead to New England. As you guys know, New England was nothing in the 90s when the Cowboys were winning. Now New England is like the epitome of, of what you want to be in the National Football League. So uh, this, this fan base is just tired of this, tired of losing each and every year in the postseason. And I would say, yeah, this is probably one of the most talented teams that they have. But when, you, when you're around it every day, you go, okay, you got to prove it to me. So we'll see what happens this year. Calvin, what's the pressure like this season for Dak Prescott? You know, came off the injury last year, turned the ball over a lot. Um, now, you know, I know he's not threatened by Cooper Rush, but Trey Lance is on the team now, and mm-hmm. uh, he's coming into a contract situation. What, what's the pressure like for Dak Prescott this season? Well, you know, Dak at two is up in his deal, and he's not going anywhere. You know, Jerry Jones said that he plans on extending Dak Prescott um, now the numbers are going to be a little funny. He might get a two-year extension, uh, and that's okay. Uh, there's always pressure on Dak Prescott. There's always pressure on Cowboys quarterback. There was pressure on Tony Romo when uh, you know when he took over as a quarterback in 2006. Uh, and, and the, the great thing about Prescott is he doesn't let that bother him. He's always even killed, the same guy every day in the locker room, same guy with his teammates. He's always accessible to the media. He's a really cool customer. Now he's got a make some more plays out there on the football field, and he understands that. Um, but the pressure doesn't seem like it gets to Dak at all. Uh, the only thing he has to do is perform on the field at an elite level. You talk about pressure on the quarterback, Calvin. How about the pressure on Mike McCarthy? Does he have to get to an NFC championship game this year? I think so. Because um, if you get to the second round again, you should have kept Jason Gary around. You know, that's what Jason did. Um <laughs> But I would think with McCarthy having uh, this year, next year left in his contract, I wouldn't think if I'm Mike McCarthy, I want to go in the lame duck year. So I would think you got to get to the NFC Championship game. If not, then you better say, hey, I lost Dak Prescott, or hey, I lost C.D. Lamb, or hey, I lost Michael Parsons. Those things prevented me from getting to where I need to go. Um, so there's a lot, there's probably more pressure on McCarthy than there is Dak Prescott because Dan Quinn, who's the Cowboys defensive coordinator, uh, he's turned down head coaching jobs the last two years to stay here in Dallas. So you know what that means. You guys are smarter than me. So that might be the next Cowboys coach. And McCarthy understands that. Him and Quinn are boys. Um, but there's a tremendous amount of heat on McCarthy, especially if this thing doesn't go the way Jerry Jones wants it to go. Hey, uh, Calvin, last one for me. I'm mm-hmm. just curious. Any conversation about C.D. Lamb going up against Sauce Gardner this week? Oh, yeah, no doubt. No doubt. I mean, he's a big, tough corner. Uh, that's, that's a matchup I, I like to see. Interesting that the Jets don't switch their corners. They keep them on, one, on whatever field, side of the field they're on. So it'll be interesting to see how many times CD matches up with Sauce. Uh, the Cowboys Chiefs have talked a lot about him this week because he is a tough, a tough guy to, to get past. You know, he's young. He's got energy. He's got the height that you want, the length, all those kinds of things. So that matchup with C.D. Lamb is going to be interesting. Uh, Michael Gallup, who's like the number three receiver, who will probably move up the depth chart if, if Cook doesn't play on Sunday. Uh, he's a real physical receiver. He's kind of quick. He, he does, you know, he, he makes contested catches and those kinds of things. So uh, Sauce is going to have his hands full, but he, I think he can handle the, the duties that are going to be assigned to him. Calvin, last one from me. We, we, we talked about the defense and the pass rush and the sacks this week, and it feels like they have their best corners, at least in the tandem that they have there starting in a very long time. Is there a weakness on this defense? And if it is, if there is one, what is it? 
it's the run defense. Uh, the Giants did anything positive in that game. It was they ran the ball pretty good against the Cowboys in that first possession before it got away from them on that field goal. And, and I think uh, your boy Daniel Jones fumbled a snap in the rain. But teams are going to run against the Cowboys. The Cowboys struggled against the run last year. And Mike McCarthy said this week, hey, people are going to attack us in the running game. And as you guys know, the Jets have two excellent running backs, I think. And until the Cowboys can prove they can stop the run, um, that's going to be the Achilles heel. You can talk all you want about the pass rushers and DeMarcus Lawrence and Micah Parsons and, and, and the corners they have in Gilmore and uh, Trayvon Diggs, but they got to stop that run. And if they can't do that, uh, teams can, can, can win some football games against them. Calvin Watkins from the Dallas Morning News. Thanks for a couple of minutes, my friend. Enjoy the game on Sunday. We'll talk to you soon. I appreciate you guys. Stay out of trouble. Thank uh, you, we'll Cal. try. <laughs> we won't promise, can't, but we'll can't try. Can't make any promises, right? Can't make any promises. <laughs> Thanks, Calvin. <laughs> we'll come back and dissect what Calvin had to say. We'll get your thoughts as well next on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Gordon, I thought um, Calvin did a nice job breaking things down for us, giving us a preview of Dallas, and your question was the one that uh, Jet fans wanted to hear. Dallas has trouble stopping the run. Well, you got a couple of running backs that could maybe make things a little easier for you. It's essential. Uh, you know, with what, the, with what the Jets have lost and now what they have, a quarterback, if they want to get Zach Wilson up to speed here, and I think it's going to be a process. I don't. Uh, you have to hope that, that at some point he, it's going to start to click in gradually. I don't think you can expect him to all of a sudden get in there and be his best version of himself this mm-hmm. week. But if that's going to be the case and you want to be able to keep this close and keep it a, a winnable game like it was against Buffalo, the defense has to be elite. You can't make any mistakes. you got to win the turnover battle, and the running game has to really carry the load. And what the running game does, Gordon, of course they have run blitzes and things of that nature, but at least what it does is it, it can allow you to possibly get a pass to the tight end here and there. And also, if, if the running game is working, then you stay out of those must-pass situations, which you don't want to be mm-hmm. in with Zach yeah. Wilson. Okay? Absolutely, third and long is poison. Yeah, no, you don't. You, you don't want that. You might as well punt. <laughs> might as well punt on third down, because because you know you just don't want to take that chance. Now, listen, he could surprise us. He could be well prepared. He may pick some things up. They may work on some things. And you know, we're just going by based on what we've seen from his previously. And listen, with any quarterback, but you know, when you have a guy that's that has struggled with seeing the field fully as Zach Wilson has done consistently. Um, You know, you want to be in the position where if you can run the ball or even quick passes to your tight ends or, you know, all the little games, screens, rollouts, all the other stuff. What's Bart Bart like to say? Boots and boots and waggles and all this other stuff. You know, that's what you have to do. And listen, I don't mind if he's checked down Charlie Gordon. If I'm a Jet fan, as long as we're moving the football and not turning it over, just get the ball down the field and give me some points. That's all I want. Because the other thing is, by you running it and having long drives, my defense is on the sideline rested, and that offense is off the field. Absolutely. Uh, And you like it. Usually you think of it as being a 50-50 proposition. Like the defense has to carry their load, the offense – it's not going to be a 50-50 proposition. No. Probably not going to be that way the whole year. Uh, no. the, the other aspects of the team are going to have to carry the quarterback, and, and you just hope that the quarterback, his low moments don't wipe out the other parts 
uh, uh, the strengths of the team because we talk about well, a little dump off pass, a little check down pass. He's had problems with those. Yeah, it's true. He's missed wide open guys in the flat by like five feet. It's true. He's not been great. He has nope. not been great. There's no question about it. But, you know, listen, that's in the past. So we'll see what happens. Gordon Danilovsky was on Get Up this morning. And uh, he had an interesting thought process on the Jets. As a matter of fact, he thinks the Jets really should be like their, uh, their, their tenants, their roommates in MetLife Stadium. The Jets this year need to become the Giants of last year. The Giants of last year took a quarterback that would consistently panic with the football and give it away, and they did one thing that completely changed everything. They prioritized protection. Brian Dable and Mike Kafka, their head coach and play caller, would, you notice, they would have seven, eight-man protection, and they just committed to, we are not going to force you to play faster than you are capable of doing it. Was it boring? Yes. Did Daniel Jones throw 15 touchdowns? Yes, he threw five interceptions. And they won a lot of games on the back of not giving the ball away, playing a little bit to their defense, and a, a kind of a simplistic style. Is that doable, Gordon, do you think? Well, the defense part of it, I think, is. Yes. I, think the de- I think the Jets' defense can be even better than the Giants' defense was last year. Uh, I think their running game could certainly be as good as, the, as, as Saquon was last year. With one guy, they have two guys. The, the issue is, is that they can't rely on the quarterback in the same you – know, a lot of the strength of Daniel Jones last year was, if it's not there, tuck it and run. Mm-hmm. Daniel Jones is a bigger, stronger, more, more physical runner – and just a more gifted runner. If Zach Wilson tries to do that, Zach Wilson will be gone by week six. Yeah. He just can't withstand. He's just not a big guy. I, mm-hmm. I heard somebody say, um, I don't remember where I heard it. Zach Wilson looks like a guy who's playing a quarterback in a movie. Like he's the high school quarterback in a movie. Yeah. He's just not a big guy. And uh, he, I don't think that that aspect of it will match. But, yeah, look, the, the, he cannot turn the ball over. No. The, you, it, it bottom, let's bottom line it for what he – the first thing is he cannot turn the ball over. If he turns the ball over, they're sunk. So whatever you have to do to prioritize protection, to make sure that he is not risking things down the field, you must do that. And if it means you have to scale things back so that a lot of times you're not moving the, and you're going to have to rely more and more on your defense, well, so be it. But you can, he cannot have negative series and negative plays like that, especially turning the ball over that sacks and turnovers will sink him. Yeah. No question about it. No doubt about it. 1-800-919-3776. Gordon, let's take some phone calls. Uh, Tanya's in Rockland. Tanya, you're up on 98.7 ESPN. Hey, Uncle Larry. Hi, Gordon. I'm looking at the Eagles starting out slow and just saw um, Jalen Hurts pass to Devontae Smith, like Snipes says, you're always better on black. Can't wait to see them versus the Cowboys. And for me, if the Jets make Dak Prescott like a passer mostly, they can win. He's not that dude. Your thoughts. Talk to you guys later. All right, Tanya. Thanks for checking in. Uh, I'll say this, Gordon, you know, with the, with the concerns that he's had turning the football over, I think you would love with that jet defense, you would like to put some pressure on him. You'd like to force him to move around the pocket. You'd like to have a chance where you can, you know, make him uncomfortable and, and he, he can turn the football over. There's no question about it. The jet defense has to make 
Dak Prescott the story of the game. They got to they do whatever they can to, to protect their own quarterback when they're on the field, and, and, and they can do that by making Dak have to make tough throws and, 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 and throws under pressure. He's a better quarterback than Zach is, but he's been – you're right. He's been known to turn the football over, and, and turnovers are the great equalizer. We saw that. Yeah. You know, the Jets really had no business winning that game on Monday nope. night. Nope. They did not. But why were they able to win that game? Why were they in that game for a punt return to, for a touchdown was because of the turnovers. Yeah. And, and, and Josh Allen, I, I still don't know what the heck he was doing. I, t- I told you what he was doing, Gordon. He was trying to make sure that his diva receiver got the ball because he doesn't want Stefan Diggs complaining. You know, because that's how receivers are. I'm open. Give me the ball. I'm open. If that's I'm the open. case, man, they're in trouble. You know, I'm open. But I think, and I don't know that he does it all the time, Gordon, but I think in that situation, you know, because they lost to them last year and they felt, listen, this team is, if we, this team has got to be down. They lost Aaron Rodgers. Let's go. A couple of big plays will take them right out of it. I think that's what they thought. But, you know, really by making the, the mistakes they made, they kept the Jets in it, and the Jets then found ways to win mm-hmm. by hanging around. So that's the other side of it. You know, you you wanted to, you know, they wanted to put the hammer on them and get them out with a with a couple of big plays, figuring you know it'll be over, and it didn't turn out that way. It turned no. out to be and, over and for Buffalo. It's <laughs> rare that you have a forty to nothing win, and the quarterback really is not asked to do anything. But that was the case against the Giants. It really was. 1-800-919-3776. We got more calls. We'll take them next on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. And Gordon, if the Jets lose to New England again, uh, everybody in the tailgate will be drinking all of those. Mm-hmm. And It'll more. be interesting to see what the mood is. It's, it's all going to be based on what happens this week. Yes. Yeah. If they go out this week and, and even if they perform well and lose, I think the mood will be good. Yeah. If they go there and win, it will be a great mood. It'll be a great mood. But if they look like the Giants in any way, it won't be good. It, it might not be. But you'd rather have a game like that against Dallas than to have a game like that against New England. Right. Yeah. You can't. The, the, I know that all the expectations have kind of changed here, but at some point for Robert Sala, I don't care who the quarterback is. You've got to be able to beat the Patriots. You've got to be able to beat Belichick. You were in both games last year. Yeah. You probably should have won at least one of them. Absolutely. Absolutely. Can I just say this before we get to the phones? Mm-hmm. Um, I just saw the lineman for Minnesota get carded Jeff- off. Wait, Jefferson is so good. He's mm-hmm. so good. Yards after the catch, he is so good. I uh, just saw him carted off. And, it's, you know, I know that you, you pat him on the sh- shoulder pads and, you know, hang in there, you know, blah, blah. I mean, that's got to be like, just leave me alone. Let me go back here. I know I'm hurt. <laughs> I know I'm missing some time. You know, going like, just mm-hmm. leave me alone. I know that's what you have to do. But I'd be just like, just leave me alone. Just just let me go in here and see how bad this is and let me think about what, what rehab is going to be like over the next couple of weeks. Right, yeah, that's that's not a great scene. It's not, and especially when you see all these big butts. It's amazing that there there aren't four and five injuries every every on on in every game that you play every week. I mean, with the bodies being thrown around and people throwing themselves and trying to stop 
people from moving. It's amazing. It, it, it's really amazing that there's, there's not more injuries than, they, than there are. You kind of forget about it because you watch it on TV and it looks like, oh, a guy catches the ball, then he gets, he gets taken down. It's taking a grown man down to the ground. Yeah. Right? It's not – you see a guy on the street and, and try to take him down to the ground. <laughs> Imagine how, how much uh, – what struggle you're going to have. I got to take this guy all the way down to the ground. He don't want to go. No, he don't want to go. You know, and that's not the only people on the ground. There's like five or six other people on the ground all over the field. Some of the people that are trying to take you down to the ground, you don't even know where they're coming from. That's right. But Gordon, that's why we love it. Yeah, no, it's great. It's great to have it back. It's fantastic. You know, we went to the the high school football game tonight, kind of Mm -hmm. felt, a little, a little bit of fall starting to feel in the air. You know, you're yeah, walking on yeah. the street. The the leaves are starting to get a little crunchy. Yeah, yeah. It was a little chill in the air. Mm-hmm. A couple more weeks. Yeah, yeah. A couple more weeks will be Thanksgiving. <laughs> you will blink your eye and it'll be week. I mean, does anything go by quicker than the NFL season? No. You it blink does not. your. It's it's week one. We wait for it forever. You get to the, the season opening game and you break it down, and before you know it, you're talking about week eight. Week 10. That's right. It's crazy. Hopefully we get to week 8, week 10 this year with some relevant football. Would be nice. Would be nice. Would be nice. You know, now this is one of the rare occasions, and I said that players are never this wide open in college. He in was the wide NFL. open, yeah. Well, this guy was. Uh-huh. <laughs> Osborne <Yep>. was. <laughs> that was Osborne coverage was. for sure. Oh, yeah. No question about it. That was a mistake. That was a big-time mistake. And now this is a close game. This is uh this is this is a right one score now. game yeah twenty seven twenty one oh my god Larry thank this is God the I did not take the under tonight you know I, I've, st- I've heard about this theory prime time games because the, there's so much money flowing in now from mm-hmm. like people that don't really bet or or know, they think they know but they don't know that they everybody wants to take the over nobody wants to take the under so right any prime time game you take the under right and I did that Monday night with the Jets that hit. Mm-hmm. And okay. I was thinking, maybe I get back on that train. Good thing mm-hmm. I missed the train. Sometimes missing the train is the best thing. Is the best result. Now I didn't hear totally, mm-hmm. but Michael K was toying with the idea of taking this game and taking Philly. And uh, Lagreca and Rosenberg were like, "Nah, something funny going on with this. It's six, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm, I'm staying away." And Michael was like, "Ah, I'm going ahead. It's Philly, you know. I'm I'm taking another one pointer for him." He's oh, he did take it. I, I'm not sure if he did. He was talking about taking it. Um, um, let me see. Um, Gordon, it's it's he he he's a little concerned though. Uh, he's a little yeah, concerned. I um oh no that's is this last week? I'm looking the, the you know the guy uh, is it Jarv? Oh yeah yeah yeah. From yeah, Oz, yeah. he always follows all the picks, so I guess maybe mm-hmm. he doesn't put it up until tomorrow. I don't see mm-hmm. any picks from him tonight, okay. so I don't so know. So maybe that, he didn't take it. Maybe he shied away. If he did, he's feeling you much know, better right now. It, it takes some of the sting off of it because they never follow through with what they say the bets are going to be. Yeah. But yeah. it must be horrible to be betting these games and and ha- you're betting against other people, and it, it must ruin your weekend. Yeah, it does. You I, know, enjoy it. I know it ruins my weekend when I lose it. And I'm not even betting like big money. or There's no real repercussions. I'm not going to lose anything major by, with the, the totals that I'm betting. But it must just kind of ruin your day when you're sitting there, and and especially if if the one of the, the the co-hosts have the other team. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Can I tell you? 
uh, I'm enjoying football so much better this year without cover five pressure. I'm still waiting from the email for, from, from John Winthrop. I'm still hoping that we're going to do it for, for week three. We're going to pick it up. I think you can actually make your own group on there. I was thinking yes. about emailing all the hosts yeah. to see how they would feel about joining me for another, another go-round. But mm-hmm. I, I don't think that they would uh, – I think that that would go to the, the junk file. I think so. I think so. Unfortunately. Yeah, I agree. I think it would be. Such, it was such a great experience last year to bring everybody together. Yes. Because you won. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> cover five champion. It was fan, cover five champion forever and ever, Larry. That's There'll it. never be another cover five champion at this station. No. One and done. One. And it's all, and it's not your fault. You were ready to defend your title. I was ready to defend yeah. my title. I wanted, I wanted a chance to go back to back and belly to belly like John <laughs> Sterling would say. <laughs> back to the phones. Jose's in Brooklyn. What's up, Jose? Hey, good evening, guys. Larry GD. Shout out to the company. Uh, just here, just checking in with you guys. I see that the football is going on, and boy, you are right. KJ Osborne is just totally wide open on that play, Larry. Like no one near for near him. And it, it, it is looking looking like a very good competitive game. I kind of thought that uh, Monday night, uh, pretty much prime time, Kirk Cousins was going to show up, but he's kind of having a decent game. So we'll see how the and uh, rest of the fourth quarter turns out. Um, I'm I'm trying to be hopeful and, you know, trying to see, you know, the scenarios that they can win. My my concern is, you know, I feel like this Dallas defense kind of has, like, all the tools to kind of stop this Jet offense, even with a, Aaron, a healthy Aaron Rodgers. So that's kind of where it kind of really concerns me because I don't see a scenario where, 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 where Zach Wilson can possibly get out of that eight, eight or nine in the box. Where that Dallas is going to try to pull to pretty much stop to negate the running game, so we'll see how it happens. You know, I think because uh, all he goes at Wilson kind of does need to do is put three, four, five passes together, and we could possibly be in field goal range or get or, or get a touchdown out of it. So that that is a because that that was the game that we did play play against the Bills, and hopefully it works works out again. I hear you, Jose. Thanks for the phone call. Yeah, I, I think it. That's what you have. That's what you're looking at, Gordon. You're looking at some. When they put all those folks in the box, what are you going to do? Because you have to prepare for that. Because you know that's what they're going to do. If they know they have, if they have trouble stopping the run, and they tell you we have trouble stopping the run, mm-hmm. then what are they going to do? They're going to put a bunch of people in the box to stop the run. All right. So then you have to come up with something else to do that, to to make them pay. And eventually, Gordon, they will drop the safeties, and then you'll be able to run the football. So, you know, that's that's what you have to try to figure out. You better hope, right? I mean, the, the, the when you had um, when you had Rodgers, there were many ways or more ways that the Jets could win a game. The path right. to victory was more diversified. Now mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's one path. And yeah, it, it's all the other five. It's like you're, you're almost having to make up for another limb or something like like the yeah. other senses picking up for the sense that you've lost. So um, now I don't know that necessarily that if Zach Wilson's bad this week that I'm going to say he's going to be bad forever. I think that it, he should show some signs of improvement moving forward. But this is an important one. It is so that he 
make sure that all the worst fears that people are bringing up right now don't come to fruition, where he uh-huh. goes out there and gets sacked a bunch of times and loses a bunch of yards and, right. and loses the football and gets hurt maybe. Mm-hmm. I mean, all these things are on the table. Yeah. Yeah. Could you imagine if he goes out this week and gets hurt? Could you imagine if he goes out there and gets hurt this week? It would be crazy. It would be crazy. Uh, I, I just, you know, you, you have to shake your head if you're a Jet yeah. fan. Just like, well, oh, my God, with the, what, what with, the with the offensive line problems, they better get it fixed. They, yeah. they need to get it fixed. They do. And you know what they can do because they showed you, they showed everybody Sunday night how dominant that defense can be. How dominant it can be. And it's crazy, too, Gordon, because, I mean, the Giants started out running the ball. They were moving the ball down the field. They did move the ball down the field at the start, yep. You know, a couple of RPOs, Barkley, mm-hmm. they were moving the mm-hmm. ball. It was that it, – it, it all ended – you know, the, the false start penalty, everything just exploded after that. It was unbelievable to watch. It was crazy. It really was. See, I do feel like it was a very fluky game. While the Giants did not play well – obviously, and, mm-hmm. and their effort was clearly lacking. It was like they kind of let go of the rope very early on. A lot of fluky things, just, you know, Graham Gano missing field goals and, yeah. and the blocks here and, and the, the, the play with Saquon, the ball pops up right in the air, goes right to the yeah. other guy, he's running back the other way. It was a very odd game. It really but, was. Uh, the Giants have had their, their bad performance, a lot to clean up in a short time to do so. We'll continue the conversation here on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN.